We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower. We're looking at a 16-10 Rams loss to Seattle today. Norm, where do we even begin? This is a tough loss. I mean, it was a real momentum shift in the in the first quarter when Todd Gurley's touchdown got called back to a touchback, um, which I think is a, a rule that needs to be changed because the ball hit the front of the pylon. But we can cry about spelt milk later. They still needed to come back strong and you know, the Rams dominated really the first half until the very end and uh, just kind of gave the game away. Gave it away. Um, it's almost as if they were a bit afraid of success. Anytime they really made a move in this game, they they just made a critical mistake. And that, that bothers me. That bothers me to no end. It's also, I guess, if we're going to be fair, this is going to be something we're going to see with a young team. They do get a little bit of a break, you know, but, you know, that this is a game they should have won. And this is a game that they had in the palms of their hands, and they let it slip away. So, man, it's, it's, it's hard to swallow. I admire that they stuck in it. I admire the way the defense pulled together after a rough second quarter and, and really kept the, kept the offense in it. But, um, man, a tough one to swallow. Well, there were positives and negatives. You know, in the game, it wasn't all bad. 
Uh, normally we're, we're talking about how great our offense is and how, how our defense needs to step it up. And today our defense did step it up, holding them to 16 points. Uh, the unfortunate thing is the Seahawks defense stepped it up and held us to 10. You knew sooner or later that the Rams offense was going to stumble. But today, in my opinion, it wasn't necessarily the offense that stumbled so much, but a young rookie head coach who does our play calling, who got a little bit nervous and went totally away from the run. And I think that's where Seattle was able to dominate. Because when we're throwing the ball on first and second down and we're getting behind on the downs, it makes it tough for Goff, especially when he's getting rushed you know, on third down, to, to complete a third and 10 or a third and 12. So I think Sean McVay has to put this one on his shoulders a little bit and say, you know, I got a little bit ahead of myself and, and got a little nervous because that's what I saw. I mean, what I, that's, that's close to what I saw as well. Now, during, the, during the actual broadcast, I mean, you have to love this. During the broadcast, the, the CBS broadcasters are, are talking about how the Seahawks, you know, are shutting down the Rams running game and so on and so forth. The Seahawks didn't shut down the Rams running game. The Rams shut down the Rams running game. They abandoned the run for much of the game, um, and they had early success. And, you know, what you're talking about, getting to the second quarter, McVay, he just starts throwing and throwing and throwing. And all of a sudden, we're seeing second and ten, third and ten, third and twelve, third and you know that's you know that that's that's on him. That's on him. You know, we also need to look at that um, at the end, of the second quarter there, after the two minute warning. Well, after the two minute warning, the Rams had the ball on their forty yard line just after giving up that touchdown and horrible, absolutely horrible clock management. Um, which gave the ball back to the Seahawks. You know, Seahawks get a field goal out of that. And all of a sudden, a game that should have been 17 nothing at one point turns out to be a 10-10 game at halftime. That's a problem. And that is on, that's on Coach McVay. Sure. Well, it's one of those games where if it could go bad, it did. And, you know, I mean, let's face it, the, the girly touchdown being overturned to a touchback, that's a fluke play. And you know it is what it is. You can't you can't fix it. You can't change it. The it's not even a wrong call by the officials. It's the correct call, even though it sucks. But running the ball, mixing it up, doing everything they were doing early in the in the in the game was being successful because of the variety of play calling that he was doing. And then he came out in the second half and. And I'd be curious, and I'll break it down later for our midweek podcast, but I'd be curious to see the in the third quarter, because the fourth quarter, I'm not going to count that against it, but in the third quarter, how, what was the run-to-pass ratio? And I'll bet you, oh, I bet you it's Jesus. horrible. And, and that was a big problem. I think it was close to, I want to say it was close to 3-1, to one, and that's being generous because if you're talking, most of those running plays came in the first quarter, you know, first, early, second quarter. So, um, mid second quarter on into the third and into the fourth quarter, they virtually abandoned the run. So you're talking, you know, a three to one ratio, four to one ratio. That my goodness, it, if you if you take the first quarter out, it's even worse than that. Yeah, I think it was really unbalanced today. I think that was the the big mistake that McVay made. And by the way, I'm watching the Packers Cowboys game 
as we're doing this podcast, and the Packers just scored a touchdown with and kicked the extra point with 15 seconds left to go ahead of the Cowboys, 35 to 31 in Dallas. Does that score sound familiar? Yeah, but geez, so, Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. So, so does that mean we're as good as the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> uh, what I think this team is good at, I think, I think this Rams team is. I think we're going to see some of this this year. We're going to see some great games from them, and we're going to see them come back a little bit to the pack, on you know, especially against the more experienced teams. And and that's what Seattle is. Seattle has been there and done that. They've worn the T-shirt, and the Rams haven't exactly worn that T-shirt yet. And you know, I still see a lot of good things about this team. I mean, the defense today showed up, right? They really did. And I would, while I would like to see a little more pass rushing on. On Russell Wilson, they got to him some. I think they could have got to him a whole bunch more. I would have liked to have seen some better coverage in certain situations. But overall, they held Seattle at 16 points. And, and, and so you know, some of those points were just from, wow, just bad plays from the offense. Five turnovers in the offense give Seattle great field position. The Rams defense got, got to and sacked Russell Wilson three times in the game. And they pressured him a lot, which they needed to do to win. And they needed to stop the run, which we discussed, and they did that. I mean, looking at the stats here, 39, 49, 55, 62 yards rushing uh, and no touchdowns on the ground, that's everything you would want from the defense. And, and you know, having Mo Alexander out, which I'm going to be curious to see why he was out because it wasn't due to injury according to the report. So, you know, did he does he have a personal issue? Was he being punished by the team? Uh, or was he deemed not as good? Because John Johnson the third came in, and he played a heck of a game starting as a rookie. I was really impressed. He had the interception, had a couple big plays. You know, he, he ended up giving away a touchdown on a fade, but that's understandable considering it was going against Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham, you know, is quite a bit bigger than him. But, you know, for a rookie, he came in and played really, really, really well. And then you have uh, Cody Davis stepping in, and, you know, he both of them had interceptions today. So when you look at the defense, the defense did its job. I have absolutely zero complaints. And our offense did the job for the most part. The problem was the play calling. You know, Goff went 22 for 47, which is less than 50%, but he had 288 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. Both interceptions – we're not, I mean, the one interception was a tipped screen that was thrown too high. It was his fault. But the other one wasn't his fault. He was hit when he threw it. But no touchdowns, no passing touchdowns from this team that's been putting up 35 points a game. Well, when Seattle can concentrate almost completely on the pass, it's going to be hard to complete passes and get touchdowns. You know, rushing the ball, Gurley had 14 attempts for 43 yards. Austin had six attempts for 27 and there were a couple, you know, one run, one run by Goff and one run by Woods. But so, so basically, we had 92 yards rushing through three different players, but but 20 total attempts between our running backs in the entire game. That's just atrocious. And it, and this does go back a little bit to last week. You know, seven field goals last week. It's okay because they win. Uh, this week, the Rams struggled in the red zone. I gotta think. In all cases, a more balanced attack is going to eventually lead to a better, you know, a better red zone percentage. And, and today we saw a lot of issues in the red zone again. I don't even know what to say. I kind of been speechless, just trying to to wrap my mind around 
the the play calling today I'm to I, we just keep coming back to it. Just keep just keep coming back to it. How about we switch some gears here though? How about we move away from that <laughs> a little bit and actually mention one more thing here too. Um, how about the play of Tavon Austin? Well, again, he had his moments, and then he had some really poor choices. But the, he's he's got to be pulled as a punt returner. Uh, I said it last week. You know, if he if he muffs another punt, expect uh, Cooper Cup to go in and take his place. And he he muffed the first punt, but he managed to possess it. They left him in. Then he muffs the second punt and turns it over. And it's like, come on, you know, he's percentage wise, he's muffing it like. 80% of the time he's fielding it. So you got to get him out of there. I, I don't care how good he is at running it. If he can't catch it and maintain possession, he's got to be pulled. So that was really disappointing. I, I did like some of the run plays and some of the moves that Austin put on in the running game today. But he's virtually useless in the pass game now. So very much overpaid for what he's doing. And, you know, not only Austin, but I was really disappointed in the play of Sammy Watkins today. I saw Watkins give up on a couple plays. One of them was thrown to him, and I, th- you know, I think the, the announcers were right on CBS when they said he was double covered, so he just gave up on the play. But he actually had him beat, and Goff made a good pass. It looked like if Watkins would have continued, he'd have had it and probably scored a touchdown. But he gave up. He didn't even turn around and look back for the ball and slowed down before it even got there. So there's still some issues for sure. I'm really hoping that this is going to be a wake-up call for them. I don't think they got ahead of themselves, you know, being 3-1. and one, But I, I certainly don't want them to continue playing like this and end up, you know, 8-8 eight and eight at the end of the year. I really think this team is good enough to continue on, and I still think they're for real. I think this is one of those games where you just have to say, you know what, everything that could have went wrong today went wrong, and... You know, we made a few mistakes on our own, and if we clear up those mistakes, we're not going to always have those problems where everything goes against us and we'll still win some football games. I think that's kind of the attitude you have to have. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. But first, let's go ahead and mention our sponsor, the Golden Ram Barbershop, out there at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California, at 92683. You can give them a call at 714-894-7267. They are the kings of giving you a haircut in a Rams atmosphere. Sal Martinez, the owner out there, loves the Rams, been a longtime Rams fan. He has an entire barbershop decorated in Rams garb, Rams memorabilia, Rams everything, and he's more than willing to talk Rams football with you as he's giving you a haircut. Does a great job, does it in all styles, should very affordable. And you know what? If you mention the, the code, the promo code Rams Talk, there might just be a discount there for you. So again, Give them a call at 714-894-7267. Get yourself an appointment today. And, hey, let us know how, how they do for you, okay? That's the Golden Ram Barbershop. Quick question, Norm. Where does the team go from here? Well, they just have to calm down, take it the way they've been doing it, one game at a time. You know, tomorrow let's forget about this game and move on. Seattle's a tough team. they got a tough defense. So, you know, it is what it is. Just move on. Start working on, you know, scoring in the red zone. Spend some more time on that. I think McVeigh's probably going to look back at this game and go, boy, I blew it here. So I think he'll he'll change it up. You know, he's a young guy, a new head coach, first-time head coach. So I think he'll he'll calm down, think, rethink his play calling a little bit. If we can get the offense back on track, 
and the defense can continue to play like it is, you know, like it did this week, um, I don't really think they have much to worry about. So I think they just got to do like they've been doing, one game at a time, time to move on, let's rethink this and, and move forward. I, I don't think it's that broken that there's a lot to fix. There's just some things that need to be done, you know, under normal circumstances. It was a good game. It was a close game. It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't, you know, this huge, horrible victory. You know, they lost by six points, by two field goals, and had some plays taken away from them that shouldn't have been. It is what it is. Well, I also think that, you know, you're on the right path or just you move on. You move on. I, I, by the way, I don't want to be Cooper Cup tonight. Oh, because really? he was just, just, just. I mean, he as good a hands as he has, he probably should have caught that ball, hard ball to catch. Um, for those of you who may have missed the game, it's fourth down inside, um, inside the red zone there, or just at the red zone. And it was third down. Oh, sorry, my apologies. I've been correct. Third down. The pass is there. It's off cup fingertips. He probably should have caught it. He was extended. Would have been one of the catches of the year. And given his his hands, he he um he probably should have caught that ball. And I I do I don't want to be him tonight. He's gonna be he's gonna be dreaming that all night long, all night long. Well, not only so, that, but he's gonna be probably hurting a little bit because he laid out every bit he could and landed flat on the ground, chest first, bounced a couple times. You could see his face mask. Yes. In. So it wasn't like he didn't have the effort there. It was just that it bounced off his hands, and you can't expect him to catch every one. But you're right. He's going to wish he had that one back for sure. And that would have been one hell of a comeback, and we'd be having a whole different podcast right now if that were the case. Yeah, and it would have been, you know, like you're saying, a totally different podcast. And, you know, it would have been actually tempting to even ignore some of the things we saw today just because of a win. But, um, you know, didn't go our way. Uh, the Rams loses one seven, uh, sorry, 16-10, and – we look forward to Jacksonville next week. One thing I want to say is our offense might have looked crappy today. You know, they might not have looked like the Rams that we've been seeing all year long. But let's face it, they, they had a chance to pull it out in the end still, even after everything that happened. So they showed a little bit of toughness there, and, and that is what I like to see. Even though it didn't go their way, they did, they did at the end have a chance to win it. And, you know, in how many games last year – and the year before and the year before where we didn't have a chance at the end to even come close to winning it. So for for that, I'm pretty proud of them. Well, it's not even that. It's They actually moved the ball. They made big plays. They took advantage of what the Seattle defense gave them, and then they had a chance to win the game. You know, with, with a minute nine, did you really think Case Keenum was going to take this team down the field last year? No. <laughs> no. No. And so they had a chance to win despite all the flaws. And I think we can be okay with that. I mean, not great with that, but last year Case Keenum is not leading that team down with a minute nine. He's not taking them down. He's not reading defenses. That throw to Tyler Higby was a great throw. The throw to Woods was a great throw. You know, those are the good things about Goff that are there. And we can still be upset at, at some of his bad throws today. He made some bad throws today. But for a guy who's essentially, to me at least, in his rookie year, he's performed well this year. He He's clearly a leader. Um, there are things to work on. And I think those things that are there to work on are what we'll talk about in our midweek podcast. Tough one now. It's getting tougher. 
So the Rams have Jacksonville next week. All of a sudden, Jacksonville looks really, really good. In two out of the last three weeks, they've beaten Baltimore 44-7, took a close loss last week to the Jets, which I don't think anyone can figure out. But then this week they go to Pittsburgh, whoop on Pittsburgh 30-9. It's a tough defense, an improving offense. That game against Jacksonville is, is suddenly a seriously, seriously dangerous game for the Rams. We'll talk about that. Any closing thoughts tonight, Norm? Oh, I just hope the team takes this for what it is and, you know, lets it go starting tomorrow and starts focusing on Jacksonville because Jacksonville is going to be, like you said, a tougher opponent than expected. You know, they they only had 95 yards passing today with an interception, but they had 181 yards rushing by Fournette, and uh, the defense got five interceptions. So we better be able to stop the run and <laughs> – and uh, and and take care of the football next week, or we could be in trouble. So, you know, they just need to let this one go and be an adult team and not a young team anymore, and, and take this for what it is and move on. Yeah, me, yeah. The Rams, the Rams. Uh, I think we're all done with them being a young team. It's been five years of them being a young team. It's time to grow up. Okay, so join us the middle of this week for our Jacksonville podcast. We'll talk about. The Jaguars, where they've been this year, we'll talk about what the Rams need to do to beat them. And we'll also, you know, break down some more thoughts as we get out of this game and move into the rest of the season. This is Derek C. Apollo for Norm Hightower. We'll see you Wednesday. Adios. type of drama. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to Bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.